welcome to Crossroads and Cauldrons. We are three witches with jobs, families, and busy lives just like you. We talk about weaving the web of community, practicing magic, and life in the Deep South. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Selena. And I'm Luna. And today is February 3rd, 2020. Uh, so happy Imbolc, you know, right? everybody that celebrates Imbolc right. out there. Uh, we've got a, the sun is still in Aquarius, which is awesome. And uh, the moon, we have a waxing moon in Gemini. There we go. Very good. That's all I got. <laughs> Enjoy the show, everyone. That's it. See have a good night. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Until oh. next time. <laughs> now, this is the second, uh, second episode of our um, exploration of the 13 goals of the witch. And uh, I gave like a rundown of what all those were in the last episode. So go check that out if you haven't already heard that. Right. Um, that would have been what, episode 25? Yeah. So this time we're focusing on. So last time the episode was Know Yourself. This time the episode is about Know Your Craft. That's the second goal of the witch. Um, and I think this one's really, really important. Yeah. Uh, How else are you gonna know what you're doing unless you? Don't what the hell, know. You're not gonna know what the hell you're doing, you know. Um, but I wanna, I wanna be clear in, you know, you don't have to. Okay, so um, hold on. Let me, let me, let me rethink how I'm gonna say this. Back it up. Back um, it maybe up. back it up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, so when I say know your craft, yes, I personally, for me, think that it is important to have a really solid education, but I feel like that about everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think education is important. That does not mean that you have to do everything exactly the same way that, you know, someone told you to do it. You know, that's that's almost the opposite of mm-hmm. the lesson of know your craft. So I think that it's important to study and learn and learn from different teachers and learn from different read read like a read everything you mm-hmm. know um and really study explore experiment when when i say know your craft i don't mean read a book and remember what it said right i don't mean regurgitate the teachings of your teacher mm-hmm. you know i mean go do the thing <laughs> Take notes, journal about it. Right. Um, but explore your craft because mm-hmm. m- your craft isn't going to look like my craft. Right. And my craft isn't going to look like my teacher's craft. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to. You know, I think it's important to have a foundation in a really solid foundation in studying occultism and studying um, the history of witchcraft and the history of different pagan cultures and the history, you know, to understand where you're coming from. I think it's important to understand, you know, techniques um, that are, that, that are, I'm not going to say universal, but Mm -hmm. um, that are prominent or that have stood the test of time, because if they've stood the test of time, that's because they're working. Right. You know, Um, we don't typically keep things that don't work. I mean, sometimes we do, but I don't. (laughs) In my tradition, we don't. Um, you know, so effectiveness is, is really the measure of, of 
how truthful it is or how helpful it is or how useful it is for you. And your truth may be different than my truth. You know, right. what's effective for you may be different than what's effective for me. Mm-hmm. That's, but you don't know that until you study, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't know that. that foundation. Exactly. You right. don't, you don't know that until you try and mm-hmm. explore. And, um, I think probably part of the reason I am in the tradition that I'm in is because it's about that ex- that personal exploration, that right. personal experience, um, and that's important to me. So obviously, I'm drawn to that. There are um, lots of different traditions out there that are. I- I'm not going to say dogmatic necessarily, but some are, um, but that really want you to do things the way they're they're taught to you to be done. Period. End of discussion. And within that system, that might be what needs to happen for that to work. Mm -hmm. But are you able to operate outside of that system? Do you want to operate outside of that system? You might not, and that's okay. Um, You know, so you need to know what is it that you want. This comes from know yourself. So if you you did your homework from the last (laughs) episode, um, then you have an idea of what you want, what motivates you, you know, what really sets your soul on fire, you know, like what, what, what is the purpose? What is your purpose? What, what is your craft about? What is your practice about? What Mm -hmm. is your connection with divinity? What is all that about to you? You should, you should know that already. Um, or, you know, be working towards knowing that, uh, cause that's an evolving, everything is, we're always evolving, but if you have an idea of, of where you want to go, or where you want to go right now, then that should tell you, that should give you an idea of what's important to you while you're trying to learn your craft. So mm-hmm. if you're new to the path, um, and we affectionately call them baby witches, and I just want to clarify, that is a term of endearment. That is not, right. it's not an insult. Not and in any way. If you're a baby witch and people call you a baby witch, it is, it's not an insult. <laughs> like, it's, it means that you're, you're, you're new you're exploring, mm-hmm. you're experiencing, you're in the most exciting part mm-hmm. of this path and that you need, you might need a little extra help or a little additional guidance. And that's awesome. And um, we have all been there. Uh, absolutely. Every mm-hmm. single one of us. You got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, if someone is, uh, sort of talking down to you because you're a baby witch, um, a fuck them. I mean, don't. But yeah, you know, yeah, you know literally. what I mean. Um, yeah, because that's not acceptable. No, you know, part of Mm-mm. part of our work is giving that back. You know, right. somebody held the door open for me. Somebody showed me the way. Somebody mm-hmm. helped teach me and guide me. And I'm going to try to do that for others. Right. I'm not going to stand there in my knowledge and be like, "You don't know that already." Right. Uh, oh my god. No, of course not. Um, so that's a term of endearment. So when I say baby witches, I mean people that are new and exploring and trying to figure out how it all fits together for them. Right. Um, so after you've done your self-exploration, then doing, then learning your craft. So I want to put emphasis on your in this. Not learning the craft, learning your craft. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way the goal is written here. Yeah. So... Focus on your experiences. Go have experiences. Don't just, don't just, um, or try to avoid, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Try to avoid um, situations where you only know one technique. Mm 
it, it worked one time or many times, and it, it's easy for you, and that's what you do every time. Try to learn as many different techniques as possible. And a lot of times, the biggest lessons that I get and from people that I know comes from the failures, comes from the time that you tried a new technique and it didn't work, or you tried a new technique and it was really fucking hard and you wanted to throw everything out the window and say, forget it. Um, Those have been the times that I have really had to dig down and find some strength that I didn't know I had and face some fears that I didn't necessarily recognize that I had. Mm -hmm. And those are the times where you really have transformative experiences and you have a lot of growth. So when I find myself afraid to do something, I almost always agree to do it. If it's not something dangerous, sometimes that too. Um, But if it's not dangerous or or anything and – and someone asked me to do something and I'm afraid, then I'm like, this is obviously something I need to work on. So mm-hmm. I will do the thing. Um, so yeah, learn, learn your craft. So explore different traditions. If you don't, if you haven't landed on a tradition, you may never land on a tradition. You may, you know, you may not fall into any category in that way, or you may no. not connect in any way. Or being eclectic is okay. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but that is technically a tradition. <laughs> right. Um, Your tradition. No, I'm not. Well, okay, eclectic Wicca is a specific tradition, mm-hmm. and they have sort of specific things that define what that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if, if you're not in that specific tradition and you say you're eclectic, then those people will be like, no, you're not because of the rules. I don't know. Anyway, it's a lot. There's a lot out there, but that, but that's part of it too. Is like, right. and it changes all the time. It's constantly mm-hmm. changing. So I would start if you're if you're just just exploring and you've just figured out sort of a little bit about yourself. You you know one thing that really inspires you that that you really want to dig into. Um, so find take that thing. And start exploring it. And don't just explore one avenue. You know, mm-hmm. study, read read from various different authors. Think to yourself, does this make sense to me? Does this feel right to me? Check your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be, and a lot of authors, especially some of the earlier, I'm not going to say earlier because when was that? Um, I'll say some that were around the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and on into like the 30s, 40s, some right. of those occult type authors. Um, there were a lot of people that were very controversial that were writing. Mm-hmm. And um, just because they had some things that I didn't agree with, there were some things in that in those teachings. Because when I was first coming up, that's what was available. You know, right. we didn't have this huge explosion of, of readily available material. Mm-hmm. And some of it I didn't agree with, but sometimes there would be gems in there that would spark something in me, and that was helpful and useful for me. You know, whether it came from a person that I don't agree with on any other level, you know, there can be lessons and there can be wisdom. And even learning from somebody or or reading something that's written by someone who's completely, completely antithetical to you and your personal beliefs you can learn something even if it's not necessarily what they're trying to teach you. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can learn something about yourself. Mm-hmm. You can learn something about what motivates you. You can learn a lot about what you disagree with and why, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's important to explore. Um, 
very important. And it's important to really start at the foundation. Uh, often you'll get people that just sort of jump off the deep end right. into um, some really deep stuff that they don't necessarily understand all of the underpinnings and all of how those little pieces fit together mm -hmm. and, and like what the mechanics are. Um, and they sort of get in over their heads, you know? Um, it's like you wouldn't want to go and say, okay, I'm really, I'm really, this is, I'm really excited about learning medicine. I want to be a surgeon. So I'm going to start where I want to be. I'm going to start in the operating room. Here I go. Yeah. You know, and then you just start slicing somebody open and cross your fingers. Um, okay, that's kind happen. of, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it's like. No, yeah. you're going to go and you're going to get really good grades in high school and mm -hmm. you're going to get all of your uh, college credits and you're going to go to medical school and then you're going to do your residency and your mm -hmm. internship and all that stuff. And I'm not a doctor, so I probably messed it all up. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> you're really close. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see what I'm saying? Like, right. You don't start there. Mm -mm. Not if you want to do the thing. Right. You don't start yeah. at the top. You have to work your way up. You work your way mm -hmm. up. And... and and that's how you gain a lot of the wisdom that you need when you get there. Yeah, because you know? your best lessons come in failure anyway. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Man, I need that on a shirt. We talk about <laughs> shirts all the time. You know how many we've made? No shirts. <laughs> but We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. So really learn your craft. Really right. learn what speaks to you. When, whenever any, if, if your teacher does not encourage questions... I'm going to need you to maybe look at some other teachers, shop around a little bit, because mm -hmm. questions are important. Um, learning yourself is important. Ha being a little cynical is important, you know? You shouldn't go into it, you know, eyes wide open. I mean, well, there's some benefit to having sort of that childlike wonder, too. There's a, there's a magic behind that. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to be naive either, right? you know? question it try it for yourself you know mm -hmm. you don't just have to believe okay well my teacher said that this works so I'm gonna believe them well you know that's not how we operate mm -mm. we don't operate on belief go do it does mm -hmm. it work for you right because it might work for them it may not work for you mm -hmm. and that's okay but do try it you know um and remember you know build what works for you just look at why what 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 aspect of your soul is this speaking to? Like, mm -hmm. why does this work for you in this way? If it's, especially if it's different from, you know, I'm doing finger quotes, tradition. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's so important to study. And I do heartily believe in having a formal education or at least some sort of formalized education. I think that, yes, um, the earth answers all your questions and, you know, mm -hmm. go and be and speak to the spirits and all of that stuff. But, that's not necessarily easy for everyone. Mm -mm. You know, you can go sit and commune, but a lot of people are like, what does that even mean? What do you mean commune? You know, I, right. I feel bugs crawling on me. I've been out here so long. <laughs> but um, they don't necessarily know the tools and the mechanics to meditate. They don't necessarily know um, how to, you know, really connect. Mm -hmm. So that's why someone with experience can help you and can get you to where they are on the path a lot faster. And then you, as a student, you get to go further than your teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your job as a student right. is to sort of pave the way for those behind you. Mm -hmm. And that's how we evolve as a species. Right. You know, I'm going to go this far 
in my learning because of where I started in my lifetime and whatever, and the people that I pass my knowledge on to are going to go farther than that. Mm-hmm. And then their students or we'll whoever go will go even further than that. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the goal. Yeah. So remember that, you know, it's, it's, there's no point in it. Well, okay. There may be, but for me, <laughs> I, I, it seems like a, a lesson in frustration to try and reinvent the wheel, you know, Yeah. when you've got people who've been there, who've, especially if they've been teaching a long time, mm-hmm. have, um, helped people navigate the difficult areas of whatever it is you're trying to learn. Right. And they may have some really helpful, useful information for you mm-hmm. that can save you a lot of trial and error. Right. You well, you, you're going to learn from their failures. Exactly. Just oh, as yeah. much as you learn from your own. <laughs> my, so, <laughs> Ask my know. students about the time I blew up the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll tell you. I'll have to ask them about that one. You don't have to. <laughs> I want to. Now, now, now you, you have to. me curious about yeah. you blowing up your house. Well, it wasn't my house, technically. Oh, okay. Um, It's fine. I mean, they don't like that house anyway. <laughs> but yeah, because it was uh, because I made just like small little stupid mistakes that could have been avoided, you yeah. know. Um, but anyway, that's my thoughts on know your craft. What do you think? You hit on a lot of really great par- uh, great points, um, and I agree with you. It, when we say formal education, I'm going to air quote that one formal. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily mean going to class or going to a teacher. You could buy a book and sit down and read it. You know, Christopher Penzak's books are awesome. And they walk you through the basics. Mm -hmm. And I've done W1. I'm in W2 now. So I'm just telling you from what I personally have learned, um, W1 is definitely your foundation. Mm -hmm. And then he brings you up a little bit higher in W2. And it goes a little bit further. So... When you start at the bottom and you learn the basics, it's like you are a baby witch. So essentially you're going from scooting your butt across the floor <laughs> to crawling to, you know, to pushing yourself up to standing to walk. And you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, but you've got to start somewhere. And I would rather see someone go through the basics so they understand why later on, why things are done the, the way that they're done and the the pitfalls that you can avoid by knowing why. So Mm -hmm. does that make any sense? Yes. And I do think that, I think it's very helpful to have a mentor. Oh, absolutely. Somebody you can talk to about this stuff, because if you ain't got nobody to talk to, and I know there's a lot of solitaries out there, you talk to somebody, if you're on, if you're on social media, if you're, even if you're listening to us, you know, you can ask us questions too. There's somebody out there that you can talk to, even if you're a solitary. So. Absolutely. And a lot of times, something to um, bear in mind, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times when you're developing your power, you can fall into um, areas of delusion right, or areas where you think you really know your shit about mm-hmm. something or other. And it's really helpful to have someone um, sort of watching your progress that can be like, you are in delusion about mm-hmm. this. You yeah. are not acknowledging this problem because right. I can I can make excuses about anything, mm-hmm. and my teacher will come in and be like, <clears throat> "Bullshit, <laughs> that's bullshit right there." <laughs> you know, and that's a great teacher or, to have. Yeah, or or you've completely missed the point of this lesson. Yeah. Let's try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it, it, you can sort of. 
just find things that are validating for you. Right. And um, things that are, <laughs> you know, make you feel nice. Or or you can go in the opposite spectrum and, and be a little masochistic and mm. constantly find reasons to... Uh, to invalidate yourself, right. which is not helpful either. Mm-mm. So um, it is helpful to to me to have um, to have a teacher of some kind, and it doesn't have to be a formal tradition that you're training into. Mm-mm. You know, maybe yeah. it's maybe you're a hereditary witch, and it's you know your aunt who will mm-hmm. smack you with a spoon when you do, <laughs> when you're not <laughs> doing what you need to do. Um, but y- you get what I'm saying. It, it's it's really important to dig in and and learn and find find people to give you honest, helpful feedback and critique. Mm-hmm. And um, and you got to be careful out there. I mean, we did an episode on this really early on. We really did, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about, about that. teaching. But um, that was really, really about teachers in particular. Um, but do be careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a teacher in witchcraft should never um, belittle you, mm-hmm. ever. They should never um, ask you to do anything illegal mm-hmm. or that makes you uncomfortable mm-hmm. or that crosses your personal boundaries. Right. Um, you know, whether they're financial, physical, sexual, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, that a, a good solid teacher would never do that. So mm-hmm. I, I would hold them to the same standards you would a college professor. Oh, absolutely. Um, that, yeah. you know, I think that's important. And, and it, this particular world does lend itself to, you know, the people that are sort of off the grid and really mm-hmm. not accepted anywhere else. And, and a lot of times they're, they're kind of desperate for that connection, mm-hmm. you know, for someone to validate them and let mm-hmm. them know they're not crazy. Right. And it, it is kind of an open ground for someone to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And, I was going to um, say acknowledgement. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 So, do be careful. <laughs> right, please. Well, I think it's, what was it like? Episode two. So episode two. Go, listen go back and listen two. to that. Yeah. And um, and that'll give you some, some. I haven't listened to it. It's, it was a whole year ago. I, I don't know. There's maybe, a lot of great information Maybe I gave in terrible information in that one. But give it a listen. I'm going to listen to it too so I can maybe redact this next there time. There you go. No, do listen to all <laughs> the episodes. Um, yeah, so I think, I'm trying to remember everything I've just said. I feel like that's, I think you've covered just about everything. I think that's important. Um, but yeah, just really working with your oh, here's another avenue of it. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same, but not. Um, so as you're working through your studies and as you're learning, always you're always learning. You're always gonna be a student mm-hmm. forever until you die. And then hopefully you'll still be learning new things. <laughs> um but really working with building relationships, mm-hmm. building relationships with your the deities you work with, if you work with deities, um, the spirits you work with, mm-hmm. um, the plants you work with, right. the animal spirits that you work mm-hmm. with, whatever it is that you work with, mm-hmm. really knowing that inside right. and out, um, building and developing your relationships, mm-hmm. um, building and developing your connection with the divine. You, right. know? you can't just do it one time and say, oh, okay, well, now I'm a devotee of... Hecate, and mm-hmm. that's it. We're done. No, no, no. You got to keep that going. You yeah. got you to gotta do your devotions. You got to talk to her. You got to see what mm-hmm. work you have to do together. You know, it's going to grow and change. Right. You know, and um, your spirit allies will change as well. You know, some mm-hmm. some are there for a long time. Some are there for a particular 
stage in your life mm-hmm. or a particular lesson that they have to teach you and then right. they move on. Um, and if you sort of work with them one time and don't go back and update that conversation, you may be sort of lingering in lessons that you don't need anymore mm-hmm. and missing out on lessons that are going to really help you grow and expand, you know, um, your own awareness and your consciousness. Right. So keep exploring. Learn, learn, learn. Learn. Know your craft. <laughs> All of those words are important. Yep, they are. The end. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the show. No, That's it's it? not. It's not the end of the show. Okay. Um, do you want to do this listener question or sure. do you want to do your gardening stuff? No, do the listener question. I feel like once you do your gardening stuff, people stop listening to everything else <laughs> because they're so excited. I know you're excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Look, I got so much feedback after the last episode. They were like, oh, I didn't realize you were crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm crazy. <laughs> I get so excited about it. Uh, so many things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm like a squirrel. A, a squirrel? squirrel? Yeah. A squirrel. One of my friends messaged me, and she was like, oh, you're so excited. And then she was like, oh, my God. Okay, I thought you were excited. And then, like, four minutes after I said that, you lost your shit. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. I'm still excited about it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So we have to do this listener question. Yeah, we have two. We have two listener questions. One of them I have on my little paper and one of them is on my phone. Okay. So I don't know which one. I'm going to do this one first because this one's longer. So the other one is I'm going to skip to the question part. Do, do, do. Okay, so this listener uh, wants to wants us to do an episode about natal charts and how the planets affect us. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you, listener, that could be an entire year's worth. That could be a whole podcast yeah. al- alone for astrology. Um, I can give you, we can do an episode or two or three or five or seven. What? Where we, I don't know, <laughs> where we just kind of break down different elements and what they mean. Yeah, and, we could and do that. And that's it. We could do that. Um, but, but. Wow, that it's a huge, huge topic, yeah. and um, I, I'm I hope I don't sound any kind of way, but um, it's enormous. It's an enormous topic. Mm. Astrologers study their entire lives. Um, it takes years and years and years to really, um, really understand everything that's going on. There's mm. a lot you can learn and a lot that you can use that can be really relevant for your practice, um, in a pretty short amount of time, but. It's really a lifelong study. Maybe we can put so. some links up um, to different teachers Maybe that so. we could refer I, to that I, where I could get some more information on that. Yes, and I want to bring some guests on the show. I've, yeah, I've got some in mind already. Okay, um, to kind of give us some, some, some because I don't teach that. So I got you, but I. I study it, but I don't mm-hmm. teach it. So I would rather have some teachers that do teach that yeah. um, to come in and, and explain that because mm-hmm. they can probably do it better than I can. Okay. Um, but I do have a couple of good books to reference you to. And one of them is called The Inner Sky. I'm going to look up. I'm Googling now. By Stephen Forrest. Um, that's a really good one. And it breaks down and explains a lot um, in a in a way that is easily digestible. Um and then the other one is called Practical Astrology for Witches and Pagans, uh, and that is by Evo Dominguez Jr. And he's fantastic, by the way. I highly recommend him. If you can uh, get to any of his events, uh, please go because he's wonderful. Um, but those are a couple that can really give you some some good references to start. Um, and yeah, you know, find it. There's lots of programs out there. They're not always. Um, 
reflected in the witchcraft paganism context, you know. Um, so, that, but there are some of those out there as well that uh, really relate it back to our spirituality and our religion, besides just the science side of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was that question, and I hope I, I hope I help, I hope I was helpful, listener. Um, okay, and the second question, this is an enormous question as well, but I think I can break this down into a smaller, smaller bite-sized pieces. Okay, so this one um, says, what is your view on ritual possession in the form of drawing down as it's practiced in contemporary Wicca and Wicca-influenced forms of initiati- initiatory mystery tradition forms of witchcraft? Um, and, and they made a, an announcement that it's separate from uh, possession found within the Pentecostal Christianity or the Afro-Cuban traditions of Voodoo, Santeria, and Macumba. So, um, uh, and I'm glad they did that because it's, it's a huge topic. So right. just for anyone who's not familiar, um, a lot of the ATR traditions, uh, that's African traditional religions, are African diasporic traditions. There's slight, there's slight differences there. Um, they have a form of spirit possession um, that is... It's called the the spirit or the loi or whoever it is rides the person. It's a totally different thing than what we're talking about here. Um, and I would point out as well that these he's he's wanting specifically with Wicca influenced traditional witchcraft. So uh, drawing down. What are my what are my thoughts on drawing down? Um, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here. Uh, well, so so what is it? What is drawing down? Drawing down is when you um, bring the essence of a deity you you evoke that deity into your own body and basically they're using your body to speak out through to whoever is in your situation it's called drawing down the moon um you can draw down the sun you can draw down all sorts of other things um but mostly what you hear about is drawing down the moon and that's basically drawing the goddess the goddess of the moon into your physical body and then the goddess speaks through you so this comes again with knowing your craft and um it's really not something that i would recommend for beginners like this is your first day you've bought your first witchcraft book you're going to draw down the moon mm-hmm. okay have fun um <laughs> let me know how it works out but um it's often you build that relationship with whatever the goddess is that you're working with mm-hmm. or the overarching archetypal goddess energy that you're working with um but you build a relationship you know they're not necessarily just going to come when you call just because you said so, right. you know. Um, but if you have a relationship with that deity, then they're more likely to respond in that way. Um, I think that if you're doing it for um, – I, mm, I do this technique when I need that additional divine assistance, um, and that's usually in a healing um, where I need my healing guide to step in and sort of, cause I'm lost mm-hmm. and take over, you know, whatever the, the healing is. And sometimes you end up doing kind of strange things, you know, you end up like tapping somebody on the forehead 50 times and you have no idea why you're doing that, but whatever it is, you know, unlock something in your patient. Now that was a weird example, but you get what I'm saying. Well, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's, it, you need that higher guidance and they sort of step in and, you know, basically are 
sort of using your body. That's why it's there. It's listed here as spirit possession. Right. Um, but it's really not. It's not a situation where you don't have control of your body. You you can choose how much control you're willing to give. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if you're willing to just like completely submit to whatever this deity wants to do. Um, it is so important that you have a relationship with that deity because they will use you, sure. But if it's not someone that you know and trust and have mm-hmm. worked with, you know, they they may use you to do work that they need done that may not go in, you know, that may not be something that you want to do. Right. So make sure that you are aware of what you're doing before you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the relationship is really important. Other, other times that you do this usually is in, um, coven work, um, in, in group ritual mm-hmm. where you would draw down the moon or whatever. And that deity would speak through you to the participant. So if you are, okay, so here's an example. We just had in bulk. Mm-hmm. And if I were going to, so in bulk is, um, all about uh, the goddess Bridget, and she's called Bridget or Breed or Bridget. She's got lots of ways of pronouncing her name. Um, but if I wanted to draw her down for the ritual, for the Sabbath, um, then I would call her into my body, and she could then speak out and give messages to the participants there that may not be able to have that direct experience with deity yet. They may mm-hmm. not be, uh, you know, at a place where that's part of their practice yet. Um, but then she can give messages or guide the ritual to better perform her work in whatever way she needs. But in those situations, I would have someone there that was sort of overseeing mm-hmm. the situation, overseeing me, making sure that I was coming back fully, you know, making sure that... Bridget knows, okay, it's time to go now. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, get out. Um, <laughs> blessed be. All, all due respect, of course, but, you know, it, it's not, that's not where she lives. Her consciousness is not going to be living in my body forever. Right. You know, that's not how that's going to work. So um, it, it it's got excellent, there are excellent applications for it. Um, and there's more than that, um, but I, I'm not going to get into every little detail. Um, so I think that it's a, an excellent technique. It's extremely helpful. Um, but I do think it's a more advanced technique and mm. I don't necessarily recommend sounds it for. Like, sounds like channeling. It is channeling. Yeah. You, it is essentially, uh, except with channeling you're it's sort of flowing through mm-hmm. and you still have full control of okay. what you're doing. Um, you know, you can easily stop and start this, mm-hmm. this, your consciousness takes a back seat. And there's a deity in your brain, <laughs> right? You know, and it's a, it's, it's big, but but it is basically yes. Yeah. You're basically it's a possession yeah. there in your body. Um, so that's I mean, I don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's a useful tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's for daily use, right? Uh, well, necessarily, not. Um, not for my path necessarily. But um, I think that. I think that it's not really talked about as much as it used to be either. It was um, much more prominent. I mean, you can tell by the music, too, if you listen to music from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was all about drawing down the moon and, um, 
you know, all, uh, m- there was more mentioned, I think, than it is necessarily now. I know um, Jason Mankey talks about it in his uh, new book. He sort of broke down all the different elements of, of ritual. It's not really a new book. I guess it came out last year. But mm-hmm. he broke down all the different elements of ritual um, and the purpose and, and different ways to do it. And he's got a really great section on drawing down the moon. Um, so read that. Uh, I think it's tran- transformative witchcraft transformational witchcraft i say it wrong whatever i'm doing is wrong <laughs> we <laughs> interviewed him go back to the jason mankey episode <laughs> um but I, I i think it's yeah i don't know why i don't hear from i i'm not necessarily in a wiccan uh tradition personally but i would say that it's pretty much all of modern paganism right now is mm-hmm. influenced i'm going to put emphasis on influenced right by Wicca in some way or another. Mm-hmm. It may not be an active part of the practice, but it's probably influenced just if it's in mainstream culture at all. You know, it it probably was influenced by Wicca or Wiccan practitioners or people that were saying they were Wicca because it's legal. <laughs> right. Where a lot of things uh, that were not weren't. But anyway, so that's my thought about it. I, I don't... Have I don't you done it? Say. Yeah, you have. I have, um, many times. I I don't do it in Sabbaths because I don't have a watcher right now. Mm-hmm. But I probably will in the future when I have somebody that you know, or I'll be the watcher and let them do it. But right That'd now, I I don't do that in in Sabbaths right now. Um, but I do it at home. <laughs> you know, um, you can learn a lot. They can uh, really increase your awareness in. Ways that you didn't expect and, and, and just having that type of energy, mm-hmm. um, connecting with your physical body in that way, uh, can really open doors and open channels that you didn't necessarily have access to before mm-hmm. or weren't aware of, you know, and that can unlock a lot of mysteries for you to explore. Um, and sometimes it can unlock different talents that you didn't necessarily have before didn't know you had so um yeah it's got a lot of practical purposes but um but yeah it's not talked about as much i don't think probably more so in strictly traditional like british traditional witchcraft wicca circles um but you know all that's oath bound so i don't know i'll i'll get a i'll get thorn mooney on here and she'll tell us there we go how how often they use it there (laughs) but anyway all right so there's that now we're going to talk about gardening stuff. Thank you, listener. For Thank your you, questions. listeners. We do love your questions. Please <clears throat> keep them coming. We, we do. We love to hear from you. We love to hear your thoughts, your opinions, what's going on in your life. Yep. Your questions. I want to hear about gardening. <laughs> okay. Yay. All right. Um, well, let's get into the witch's garden then. <clears throat> Uh, so have you done your homework? I did my homework. <laughs> okay, so what happened was... See what happened was? I have ordered a beautiful journal for, for my journaling book of shadows, which is genius, copyright yeah. Luna <laughs> at the crossroads. Um, yeah, and but I don't have it yet. So I've got like some loose notes mm-hmm. right now. But I have been watching... Um, my swamp and watching <laughs> it's still muddy i can't even get I, know. I haven't been able to get to the back of my yard in a month a month and a half 
A year? How yeah. long's it been? I'm losing track of time. <laughs> it's probably um, been about four months. It's been crazy. About, yeah. Well, I could get back there around Yule, and I think that was the last time, and it was pretty sloshy then. Mm-hmm. But now the yard is so saturated yeah. that it's just whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting a lot of little clover and those little white things. What are those? Um, that pop up, those little white Narcissus. I can never say that word. I don't know. And then um, some daffodils are coming up. Different varieties of daffodils are coming up right now. My daffodils must be drowned because I've got a few, (laughs) and they're not. They're not. They'll come. They'll come. I know down further south from here, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of them blooming along the roadside on the back country roads and stuff. And then here in in the city, there are a few starting to come up. Okay. Um, so they're they're there. All right. Well, they should pop Just up. Give soon, them a chance. Yeah. yeah, I will. My yard is underwater, um, so I need like a floating garden. <laughs> but I have. They a- do have bog gardens or swamp gardens. There, there is such a thing. Um, I'll see if I can find some information on that and put it up on yeah. the Pinterest board. Do that because I'm going to need that. it. Um, mm. I do have an elderberry tree that mm-hmm. surprised me last year. Yep. And I thought it was a weed. For a long time, I was like, what is that tall mess and that old flower bed? Oh, my God. You all have one. Don't you judge me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but and then it bloomed, and and I was like, oh, shit, that's elderberry. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm really excited, except it's inside an old planter box. And it's it's like 10 feet tall now. (laughs) Trust me, it's grown through the old planter box. But I'm going to have to tear out the box around it. Yeah, it'll be fine. There's also a pine tree in there and a couple of oak trees. Anybody want those? Because I have so (laughs) many damn water oaks around my house. Um, And they're beautiful. But they will drop limbs on your house. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, Pine trees, too. I know. And that's what I have. I have like a ring of pine trees. So, okay, also... Around, they've got pine trees on one side, and then all these oaks around the other side, mm-hmm. and a big-ass sweet gum tree in the middle, and a pecan tree. And so, therefore, this muddy swamp that I live in mm-hmm. has a ring of shade around it. Yeah, we're going like, to have to give you a shade garden. the fuck? <laughs> there's, no, there's one patch that gets sunlight. Well, the back of your backyard can be a swamp garden. The only, or a bog and there's garden. a shed right there. The only problem with that is in the summer mm-hmm. when we go into drought, like around July, mm-hmm. and we don't come out of it until November-ish. I'm going to have to water that shit. You're going to have to water it. I don't get a lot of that. I don't get a lot. I mean, even during the drought, I usually am still good because we're okay. right on the lakes. Yeah. So there's 13 lakes in my neighborhood. Yeah. So that shit just holds water okay. forever. All right. Well, it explains why there's 13 lakes in right? your neighborhood. It's, I don't know how low we are. <laughs> I've got to look at our elevation. Something's going on. But um. But yeah. All right. I well, don't want to have to water everything. I got you. Okay. Well, to recap, oh, um, we talked. <laughs> you're fine. We talked about the the uh, book of shadows or BOS oh, for your garden. Yeah, I was right on that. Yep. So if you haven't started watching the light around your property, start taking a look at like where the sun is at noon, uh, where it raises, where it is at noon, and where it sets. And then just keep, you know, you can take graph paper and actually plot it out um, because it's going to change, you know, as, as, the earth rotates and the sun and all <laughs> as that as nature stuff. continues to right. happen. <laughs> um, life goes on, right? Um, so just keep when when you look back on your book, 
this time next year, you're going to go, that's right. You know, and you'll see where the, where the sun has been and, you know, all of that. That's going to help you with your planting, not only this year, but in for years to come. Because once you have it down, it's not going to change unless you physically move your house, you know, on, on the or property. Or the planet. Or the planet. <laughs> Could reverse balls. Never know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, just, just keep watching the light and do your dreaming this is the best part of the year to do your dreaming because in the next couple of months, we're going to actually start putting those dreams into action. Okay. So there's that. Now we're going to talk a little bit about design elements. Um, and this week I'm going to talk about bottle trees. Ooh. Oh, I know a little about this. I'm so excited. Let me get my notebook. Hold on. Hold You're on. killing me, I didn't girl. Have my notes open. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm ready. Wait a minute. There's my pen. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. Bottle trees. I'm going to read this little um, excerpt from, it's a book called Bottle Trees by Anne Baird. It says, an old African tradition being arrived today in the growing of a bottle tree. The bottle tree custom stems from beliefs brought to the Americas by the slaves from Congo, where a somewhat similar construction was found in graveyards. It was believed that by placing bottles on the ends of tree branches, evil spirits would become trapped in the bottles, offering protection. Now, not so long ago, it looked as if the bottle tree custom would be lost. Across the South, it, an old, as old dilapidated tenant farms were being torn down, the bottle trees that adorned many of the yards were destroyed as houses were raised. But now the bo- growing of bottle trees has found new life, Rather than using a real tree, iron rods are being welded together or inserted into wood to form a tree. Once a tree is planted, empty bottles are placed on the ends of the rods. Blue bottles are particularly valued for they are better at catching evil spirits. Now, I didn't know that. That's true because they get confused. They think it's water or they think it's the sky and that they're cool. Yeah. All right. So bottle trees these days seem to do really well in backyards. Part of the joy of planting a tree is nurturing it by collecting and adding bottles. But that's very true. And, you know, I never knew where the origination of the bottle mm-hmm. tree came from and that they actually used real trees. And I even printed you a picture <gasps> of an picture. old. So you can look at that. Right, I'll put picture. that up on. The, I'll get it put up on our website. Where it's actually an old homestead and they have two very skinny little trees in the front yard and they have bottles placed on the ends of the branches throughout it. And that's pretty cool. I would rather see doing that in my yard than I would the wrought iron um, bottle trees that you can right. see today. Now, on my Pinterest page, if you're following me, I actually have an entire file that I'm going to unlock tonight that has all the bottle trees on it. Um, and actually, anything that I talk about here tonight will actually be on that Pinterest page. I've um, been say I told you last week I've been saving stuff up till uh, till release later, and then you just have to. And like, this is part of it, and that way I can just open it up. And I'm really put it out enjoying there for all of this so much. Now, if you've ever watched the movie The Help, yes, Constantine, the um, nanny and maid to the main character, can't remember her name. Um, I noticed it last night because I was watching it mm-hmm. where she was remembering Constantine braiding her hair on her front porch. She actually has an existing bottle tree, tree yeah. in her yard. Oh, nice. And it's actually very gorgeous. And it really caught my eye because I was doing this research yesterday. Okay. So that's it for the design and ele- element segment of our show. 
I like that. Uh, that's why they have um, in old houses. I don't know if this how far north this goes, but they'll have those um, little panes of colored glass over the door, mm-hmm. and it'll just be this weird little section of stained glass um, to catch evil spirits. Um, and that's why they would paint their shutters um, paint blue. You, okay. you heard paint blue. Yeah. Um, to to confuse the spirits. So they, well, that's, that's why you would use that color. That well, see, I've, I know that they paint the tops of porches, the roofs mm-hmm. of porches blue yep. because it keeps the purple martins out and any other types of birds that like to nest up underneath the porches, they think it's the sky. It's really evil spirits. It's really evil spirits. They that's also where it started think from. it's the sky. Yeah. That is so freaking cool. I didn't know that myself. <laughs> it's neat. See, you learn something every day. You learn something. All right, so we're going to go on to our plant showcase, and tonight I'm talking about mugwort. Ooh, sorry. Mugwort. Let's do it. (laughs) It was sacred to the Druids and to Diana and Artemis. It's connected to the moon. It contains copper, which is the planetary metal for Venus. Yep. It's uh, often used in dream pillows or made into a tea for dream enhancements. It's also used in modern-day flying ointment. Yes, it is, and used sparingly. <laughs> mm-hmm, very. Um, it improves lucid dreaming, especially prophetic ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's used for consecrating tools for divination, such as crystal balls and scrying mirrors. It aids in astral travel and out-of-body experiences. And if you want to make an incense with it, you can combine one part mugwort to two parts of white sandalwood. And make your own incense from it. Excellent. Yeah. I use mugwort a lot. I know. I have bags of it at the house. Really? Mm-hmm. We have a, a, I need to come visit you. We had some mutual friend that brought us a bunch of branches a couple of years back. And oh, I that's just right. stripped all the leaves from it and Girl, stuff. Girl, I in used the zip. <laughs> <laughs> I have some. Oh, okay. I have some. Okay. All right. Chamomile. Mm. Um, really pretty in the garden, by the way. And I'm noticing... In, in my own trial and errors of my own garden, I used to buy all these really pretty plants and think, oh, I'll put this one over here and this one over <laughs> here. And just having like maybe one or two of these plants. And I'm starting to realize that's not the way to do it. The If you plant in multiples, mm-hmm. it makes far more of an impact. And you also have a much better harvest, especially if you're growing herbs like mugwort and chamomile and things like that, because you can dry all of this stuff mm-hmm. and keep it, you know, until next season. Um, so anyway, back to chamomile. Uh, it's deemed by the Egyptians as a sun herb, but mm-hmm. others consider this a moon herb because of its sedative effects that aid in dream work. It also has a connection to Venus because of its use as a money attractant. Put a few flowers in your wallet for that. Or to bring money luck by washing your hands in chamomile water before gambling. Don't tell any gamblers about that. But anyway, <laughs> and it can be sprinkled around the house to keep out negative magic. Um, its scent is also said to bring, help bring understanding and confusion, especially spiritually. Yes, and it um, if you have allergies, particular mm-hmm. allergies, chamomile um, can affect those. So be careful taking okay. chamomile internally or using topically. Because um, I think it's if you have ragweed allergies, mm-hmm. then it's um, it, you can 
potentially be allergic. So right. you want to spot test that. But I'm actually going to take that a little bit further. Mm-hmm. If you have allergies at all and you have no oh, idea yeah. if you're allergic to anything, please don't try this stuff without yes. checking with your doctor first, please. That's, that's our little disclaimer. Yeah, be smart, you, especially before you take anything internally or use it on the skin. Yeah, because just um, because it's natural does not mean that you will not have effects uh, from it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's uh, remember that. Right everyone and if you intend on drying any of these um herbs don't use pesticides or anything like that on the plants because obviously it's going to stay on the plants and mm-hmm. then it ends up in you and you don't want that correct and check your soil before you get started oh absolutely you know I mean? yeah yeah you can take your soil to actually any um oh where could they take it i don't know i buy the little soil kit test the soil test kits and just yeah. do it myself yeah all right, so crystals in the garden. I've only got one oh, for yeah. you tonight. What is it? What is it? It's malachite. Ooh, sorry. I'm super <laughs> excited about this. The ancient the Egyptians used malachite for fertility and associated with agriculture and keeping their crops healthy. It's a healing crystal, and malachite can be placed in the garden for support of, of plant growth. A protective stone shielding us from negative influences of electromagnetic fields such as power lines. I live under a power line. Um, using malachite in the garden will protect your home from these sources as well. Wearing one while working in the garden will also help if you don't want to bury a malachite in the earth. Even setting one in the shade of a bush or underneath the flower will help. Indoors, malachite is very effective when placed near computers, televisions, to remove the negative energies of these devices. So it's a kind of a twofer. That's awesome. You've got a lot of, like, Venus Mm-hmm. What's going on? I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. It's <laughs> interesting. So that's it. Your homework uh, this week is just to homework. keep up with your BOS. Yes. And start thinking about what types of flowers you want to plant and what kind you want to store. Um, BOS, that's Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows. Yeah. And just pay attention to your light. That's going to make a big difference in what you're going to be able to plant in your and yard. Where. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm it. excited. This Plan. is so much fun. I'm going to, when I get my pretty book, <laughs> I'm going to post, think, okay, so I also have this little tiny, teeny tiny little printer mm-hmm. that prints stickers. Oh. Um, So I can take a picture and then from that my would phone, be very cool. Print it you onto this tiny little sticker. And I put that in there mm-hmm. so I can see. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. You could also print it out on a regular printer if you yeah, don't have a sticker printer. Yeah, if you don't have printer. a cute little sticker And you can like get mine. you a, a, stick of, a stick glue and put it in your book of shadows. That would be pretty cool. Just kind of make your own little flower garden inside your book of shadows. Well, you know, for record keeping. Well, yeah. yeah. That too. That too. <laughs> I'm excited. You can also go around your yard and start taking pictures of the areas you want to develop. Yes, I did that. And then I put it on my uh, computer Mm -hmm. because I I do graphic design a bit. And um, and I haven't done it yet, but I have the pictures, Mm -hmm. um, which now I probably need new ones. But um, (laughs) because it's like a month later. Well, that's okay. Um, You can do more. You can see how your yard progresses even if then. You don't have anything planted, just what it's already there. Yeah. But I want to go in and, like, design my beds and stuff yeah. onto the picture that's there. Mm, there you go. Yeah. So you see what it's going to look like. That was She's awesome. so ambitious. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a curse. I've been cursed because I don't fucking have time. But I'm going to do it anyway. You're going to do it. Fun. You're going to do it. Yep. 
Yeah. I'm finding time for it. That's really where my focus is this year. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in another episode already, but I'm going to mention it again. Uh, my focus is really on my home, mm-hmm. my house, mm-hmm. my family, my land um, this year. And I know it sounds like, uh, were you not focused on that before? Maybe no, I wasn't, wasn't. okay? <laughs> I was focused on my studies uh-huh. for a thousand years. Right. But, um, and I'm still I'm determined... To only take two classes this year that I okay. already know about. That's good. But they keep popping up with more classes than I want to take. But no. I'm not. I've got two classes that are kind of that, that's the way to do big, it. and that's all I'm doing this year. Yep. And I'm going to a couple of festivals. Okay. Oh. I'm going to Temple Fest. Yay! Hell and High Water I'm, I'm going excited. this year. Oh, I got my tickets yesterday uh-huh. for Mystic South. I found myself cleaning out closets and dresser mm. drawers and getting rid of stuff that I don't use. No, what no longer serves, right? And things like that. So if if y'all are catching yourself doing that, it's actually the right time of year to do it. It's exactly the right time of the mm-hmm. year because in bulk is is a time of cleansing, mm-hmm. and it's often um, internal cleansing. Right. You know, you've been you've been kind of wallowing in your shadow. I don't say wallowing. You've been deeply consumed with your shadow right. over the last few months, yeah. and um, it's time to like take the lessons and take what you've been processing mm-hmm. and move forward into the to the growing time of the year right. and use that as your your fertile soil to mm-hmm. to grow from you I'm know so excited the growing season's coming i know i can't wait um i gotta get my my yard in good order is that not one of the 13 goals it's not <laughs> damn it we're gonna have the 14th goal um all right i think we've got a show i think here. we're good yeah i think we're just rambling now <laughs> So thanks, everybody. This has been um, a great show, and we've so enjoyed your feedback. Keep it coming, and um, we'll catch you next time. Blessed be, everybody. Bye, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. It helps get our podcast in front of more listeners just like you. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave us a voicemail at 769-230-0305 or find us on facebook.com forward slash Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. You can find our Instagram account at Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. Or for our latest episodes, search Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast on your favorite podcast provider.